What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Close to the camera. Thank you, five pounds right now. <laughs> We're here at the media day for the 2021 Bassmaster Classic on Ray Roberts. This is a tank. This, look at the size of this thing. Progress we've made so far on our Hobie PA 14. Got it wired up for 12 volt right now. We got the B 127. Got one. <laughs> Took him long enough, didn't he? Knows you know that's well, your outro. I know, but I mean, like, I was waiting. On you, because like you just kind of put me on the spot, and it's like it didn't flow. Like whatever. All right, guys. All right, guys. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to One Objective tonight, guys. We have got a really good show lined up for y'all. Um, been been talking with Mark Zona uh, for the last couple of weeks, and it's just it's been crazy crazy scheduling for him. Um, trying to work everything else in, so uh, for him to take the opportunity to come on uh, with us tonight, uh, we're, we're we're very grateful for that. Um, we don't have long with him because, like I say, he just got back in time in town. Plus, the Cowboys and 49ers games on, so we got to go. We got to go finish watching that game. That's going to be a good one. I think that one so far to me is better than what the Super Bowl is probably going to be. I don't know. Just that's just what I feel right now. So, anyways, um, but anyways, like I said, we got a good one lined up. I want to thank everybody that's going to be joining is joining us now. Um, if you can, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. And then also share this video on your on your Facebook and Instagram or, or, or wherever wherever you can share it. So, um, but I, first off, I want to thank uh, two really good sponsors that's helped us out. That's been helping us. What started helping us out and has been with us for a while. Um, Missile baits. Uh, they got everything you need, all soft plastics to to catch the biggins. I mean, from from shaky head fish or finesse fishing to flipping to uh, you know reaction baits from like Alabama rigs and stuff like that with some smaller swim bait style baits. Um, Missile baits has got you covered and we're very thankful to have them on board with us again uh, for the 2023 season. Um, Also Waterland sunglasses. Um, A lot of y'all know that we just picked up Waterland. Uh, If you go to Waterland, check out all their sunglasses. They got several different frames, several different lenses for any kind of condition. So make sure you go in there, you check them out. Also use uh, one objective for 15% off at checkout. So uh, helps help support us, help support them. Uh, they're small business as well. So that, that's one thing that I really enjoy um, working with Waterland and Missile is they're not, you know, they're not a big corporate business. They're, they're both small businesses and um, it, it's great uh, for us being a small business. It just, it just seems right. So I really appreciate them coming on board with us tonight. So, uh, but Chris, how you doing, man? We had doing a long day good. yesterday. Yeah, it was a long day. It was a fun day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a good time. Me and uh, my family and James's family and Chris and Brittany, um, we all went out to Richmond Expo, went to Green Top, Bass Pro Shops, Cheesecake Factory, which I ate way too much. 
Oh, good yeah. choice, by the way, Chris. That was a good oh, restaurant. Yeah. So, We've um, been playing that for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it all it all worked out. Had a good time. Got back by about six or seven o'clock last night, and uh, just I crashed on the couch. I watched the first football game and then crashed halfway through the second one, so I wasn't able to finish watching it. But from what it looked like, anyways, I didn't miss much. So, um, yep. David Williams said, "Good seeing you guys Saturday." Yeah, man, it's good seeing you too, Dave. I know we ain't seen you in a long while, man. That's good. Good checking up. Uh, catching up with you man i can't talk right tonight but but anyways let's go ahead because we don't got a lot of time there's a few things that i want to talk about tonight about some rule changes stuff with the kayaking and and all that so we're going to talk about that here in a little while so stay tuned after mark zona but mark how you doing man i'm good uh fantastic i uh just got off the road and it's one of those deals it's it's kind of a it's weird. I just been. I wrapped up. I was in your your guys' neck of the woods. I was down on the well neck of the woods. I was I was in the southeast. I was a couple hundred miles away. But uh, I just wrapped up zoning show for the season and kind of. It, it, I don't know. I was really hoping I'd get my ass home and see great divisional games like we saw last year. But thus far, they've not lived up to last year's uh, divisional round. Maybe next weekend will be a lot better than what's uh, happened so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I th- this game so far has been the the closest one. The Bengals yes. and Buffalo was okay, but it, it kind of Bengals started running away with it pretty quickly. So I think yeah. this game's going to be a little better. I, I thought that was going to be like the best one of all the playoffs earlier yeah. today, and it, it, it did not – it was, it was a beatdown. It was yeah. a surprising beatdown. But uh, next, like I said, next weekend should be pretty good. So it'll be a fun weekend. Yeah, exactly right. Well, how did how did filming go? I know you can't, you don't want to go into details, but how did filming go down there? Because we've had some crazy weather here lately. And it's Gosh, weird, man. It, it it was it was strange. You know, it, um, this is no BS. It's uh, I I, I kind of I, when we go on a zona shoot, you know, I don't I, I try not to ever post pictures while we're there. Um, just. I don't, you know, I, I try not to, I, we, we lay very low when I take, and I was supposed to, I was supposed to go there on January 3rd, and I had an electrical issue, uh, it, it, truck, boat, everything, so I said, you know what, and there was a lot of storm, you know, there was a lot of real bad rain that hit, that came across really Mississippi, Alabama, and I was going, for, for any of your, your viewers, I, we were heading to Hartwell, and, and I Gosh, you know, the, the storms are so bad. I said, you know what? I got to get this fixed. So we ended up postponing two weeks. And I, and I went sight on, don't get me wrong, I was with a pretty good fisherman on the lake, being Brandon Cobb. Um, but, but, but Brandon hadn't been out there a lot at all. And, and I sort of kind of rather have it that way. I'd rather it transpire while we're there. And I actually got to... You know, in some of those early, early classics, I'm going to say all the way back to well, just past the, I think it was right around 2007 or 8, I, I sp- started spending time on Hartwell because the lake, as weird as this sounds, and I said in the show, Cliff knows of this, the lake fish is very northern, very, very, very northern. Um, so I had a pretty, pretty good idea what we would do. I had no idea, and I mean this. I had no idea how good that lake is right now. I hadn't fished it for like three years. But like I said, I spent enough time on, on Hartwell to know if, 
if you go during the week, you're pretty good shot. You're going to have a lot of stuff to yourself. Um, and I went, I ran some old stuff. I know Brandon wanted to run some old stuff. And we taped the entire show in about five hours of fishing on, on one of my spots and one of his spots. And I came home and I looked at my wife a day ago and I said, uh, find us an Airbnb where we can spend next winter down there. Yeah, seriously, it was that good. It yeah. Was that, so it was, and, and the cool thing is the most bizarre thing about Hartwell, and you guys know this, every, everybody, in, you know, from where you're at all the way down into the Carolinas, what's really unique about that lake, and you don't see this, you see it a little bit, a little bit on Table Rock, you see it a little bit on, on Lear, but for some reason, more so on Hartwell than a lot of places I go where, where spots and largemouth coexist in, in really, really bizarre outer realms like shallow the other day guys i'm serious shallow was like 45 to 50 the majority of bites were more 55 to 75 dead nuts on the bottom and and that's that's awesome like that is you know i love skipping docks that's how i grew up but the other side of what we do up here is we fish ultra ultra deep so it's it's like being home with trees out that deep that's the only difference yeah yeah now catching fish that deep that's that's crazy but you know hartwell like say hartwell has always i i hear from you know like local reports and other guys when they're fishing down there and some of the local tournaments they always have some good turnouts you know what i mean it's it's only it's either really good or it's just a struggle whatsoever you know what i mean but i think every time the elites go there it's hit and miss you know what i mean like it's it's either really good or it, like say like it's just a grind it's a the weather's always so crazy down there you, you know what's what's really cool about hartwell and this is hard to say for a lot of you know of the of the 9300 tournaments that sanders and i have covered together is is what's always if, if you look at all of the classics if you look at the elite series tournaments that we've had there and this is this is a rarity uh, to to have a body of water that, for the most part, has fished, not fished, has been won differently every single time we've gone there. It's yeah. been won different. Now, don't get me wrong. It's been won in certain regions of the lake. That that's been one thing, but it's been different techniques. And it's you know this, man. You go to you go to Gunnersville in. February or March, or you go down to Florida, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. When you go in, go to Hartwell, you really don't know what you're getting. It's almost like you kind of have to have one or two or maybe three different techniques working to get you through a multiple day. But, he, you know, back to what I was just talking about, and I, mean, I, I know I could sit here and talk about that late forever, but... <laughs> What I'll tell you what was really, really surprising was, and I know, look, I, I fished all the, the, the real giant spotted bass lake on the West Coast, and I fished Lanier, and Lanier's always, you know this, Lanier's been the, the, the crown jewel of spotted bass fishing. Then you have a total subspecies, not subspecies, just different species being Coosa River bass. It was awesome to go there this time around and see the sheer numbers 
uh, look, man, a good spotted bass there a decade ago. You see a lot of two to two and a half pounders and stuff like, you know, filler fish. Yeah. Um, it, it was insane. I have a picture on my graph I, or my, my phone of my graph. It was insane to see the true number of three pounders this time around. Gosh, it's like spaghetti yeah. dinner. Literally, I, 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 I drew up, Brandon and I drew up probably like three or four different schools that were no joke. They were, I would say, 30 to 50 fish schools multiple times through a, through a six to eight hour stretch. So lakes, it, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was, it was hard to leave. It's very, very hard to leave. So, And I look, man, I, I prefer to be in South Texas this time of year watching football games. It, it was it was cool to uh, to spend some time in the southeast because I'll, I'll definitely be back. As gosh, I, I like I was just looking at my calendar. I was think wondering if I can try to get back there before the elite <laughs> series begins. So it doesn't look real good right now. So yeah, and you know I had a time like we don't have a lot of spotted bass around this area. If you do, they're not real big in Virginia. But Gaston here lately has been. It's actually they have signs up now trying that they're invasive species now. Because they were brought there illegally right. by some anglers, but right. it makes it fun fishing. You know what I mean? You can go up to any bridge and throw a rig or something like that. Get a bite, here. yeah, and just catch them. And I, me and my buddy did a one versus one, and man, I caught so many one to two pound fish that I'm like, man, this ain't gonna win. But I don't want to leave them, like you know. And then no. everywhere you go, you start looking on points, and you find them again. You find them again. And it's just, but I wish we could get more of those bigger ones, but I know they don't like them here. So it's kind of like, man, I, I wish they could understand that maybe it's not that bad on the fishery. I don't know. Maybe those, maybe those guys could bring more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring they, they can stop by Michigan and drop some off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just bring them on up there and drop them. I wonder right. how it would do up there with, with that. I, I think that all, I really do. I think I got in some, like, some trouble one time. I was, we, we were covering a tournament on, on Lanier and obviously, gobies have exploded the size of our smallmouth. And I made the comment on, on somebody was talking about blueback herring and some BS about that. And I said, you imagine if somebody dumped a bucket of gobies in, in Lanier. Oh, my. You would have you would have thought you would have literally um, when when I said that I, I, I did mean it when I said it. Um, but but what's weird about a spy, I, I think about that, like. They they act so to a, to an extent not not completely but but their deep water habits are very 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 similar to deep water smallmouth because up here all over the Great Lakes there are really two smallmouth there's deep water smallmouth and then there's shallow water smallmouth over here um, that they act so identical to deep water smallmouth how they live how they hunt how they group up and, and really how they set up on, on different pieces of structure, you know, bottom contours there. It's, it's really strange, but every time I go to a spotted bat, if you watch spotted bass tournaments, always watch how the smallmouth fishermen do because they're so, so similar. Um, and that's probably why, you know, and, and then it's strange. Like we would, the other day you'd catch, you know, three pounder, three pounder, three pounder, boom. You catch a five, you know, four to five pound largemouth out in 
61 feet of water on a jig on the bottom. <laughs> that's patience, man. That's yes. like, that's serious patience. Around here, I've been throwing Alabama rigs and I'm getting like frustrated because I'm catching twos and every once in a while I get one big one, you know, but then like I right. see everybody weighing these monster bags in and I'm like, what in the world do I need to do to get these? You know, and I'm starting to wonder, like some of these guys just going really, really deep, you know, like, yes, you know, and I think, and, and, and I think, you know, what's strange is uh, the other day, you know, man, I, I'm like, I'm like everybody else. I, I'm, I'm interested in technology. I think technology where it is right now also holds, and I, we can go with shoot, man, we can go on this for, you know, we can go on this for hours, but I also think it, 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 it as awesome as it is, and as much as it has taught all of us selfishly, it, it's taught me so much. Like, like I've never fished the lake I live on. I catch them now out 70, 80, 90, 100 feet, you know, 60 feet down. I didn't know fish did that on these lakes growing up. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but the other day, I, I, I turned it off. Like, I was like, I, I don't. I want to kind of fish the way I, I grew up fishing. And, and I, and I don't, I didn't turn it off all day. Right? <laughs> I, I, I had the flashlight on a little bit, but it, to me also, and I'm totally going all squirrely on you right now, but it, it, it's strange because I think it's made fishermen lose a lot of their sixth sense. Um, Man, I gotta go run a set of boat docks. Man, I gotta. That's why I think, you know, and I really did. I screwed up, and I think back on it. I screwed up in the classic of all problems. We were talking about this of all the classics, the the one on Hartwell last year. And you don't know it. You don't know it really until the tournament's done, and you're like, "Crap, I missed that. I just missed it." And and what I missed in that was if you really looked at what Christie did in that tournament is he used the highest of technology and he used his total sixth sense when he would abandon it and go dock fishing. And, and what I've learned with live tech, even myself, and I know that you've got viewers that are going to watch this. The hardest thing is to, to, I don't want to use the words I want to say. The hardest thing is to get off of, the horse and say, I I'm going to go back to what I know in bass fishing. Yeah. And, and that was what was special in that tournament. Yeah. And that's, and I fully can understand and, and know what you're talking about there because I've know like this time of the year, most of the time I just pick a shaky head up or a crankbait up and I would just go down to bank or jig. And that's what I did. Now that I got it, I'm like, I got to pick an A-rig up or I, I got, I see him out here. I need to fish this something different than what I, I'm sorry. Fished. Are you, are you related to, are you my little brother? It could as be. Addicted <laughs> as I am. To that. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, Oh gosh, I, I, I was thinking about the other day. I was like, I need to just cut this off and go fishing. And then yeah. I still didn't, I didn't like it's addicting. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like dead fishing the whole time, you know? So Anyways, it, but it, it, throwing it, throwing an A, throwing an A rig though, and, and, and it's what I respect what you just said. And what's funny is there are a lot of people that have an opinion of an A rig. Number one, that have never thrown it, but a lot of people that have an A rig don't read. Like I, I've heard people say, "Well, I, I won't throw an A rig because I, I, it takes no talent." Number one, yes, it does. Yes, yes, 
It does. It does take talent. The other thing is in a rig to me, two things. It's it's one of the especially in a, a clear water scenario. A and you know spring, early spring, late fall. That's when it really really shines. But the other side of it is it's just a a, a great tool to find them. You may not even catch them all on it. It's a great tool to find where they're at exponentially faster than than other lures at certain times of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's definitely a, a search bait, definitely yeah. for sure. Um, we got one question here, uh, Mark Thomason. Question for the original Z Man: What's what's your favorite old school go to lure bait when all else fails? Gosh, you know, I still, it's so weird. On that week that I canceled shooting, I cleaned my entire barn and found stuff I hid from my, or my kids hid from me back when they fished a ton of tournaments. Um, And to this day, one of the best, I think, baits ever made, I I really think this, I think a hula grub is one of the most forgotten underutilized like a hula grub um was a soft plastic stick worm or you know this is for kids that are i say kids this is for 20 year olds watching this um a hula grub back you know 35 years ago <clears throat> that's what you threw to catch five bass and, and have a limit in the live well that was like it it, it worked it didn't matter if you put it on a lead head. It didn't matter if you put it on the back of the jig. It didn't matter if if you flipped it. A hula grub, um, and it's still one of those, you know, when I'm not tape, look, when I'm taping, the reason I, I, and this is not a sales pitch, the reason I've been with striking so long is they their, their portfolio of lures covers what I use and, and where I go. Just because I'm not a, a regional show, I kind of, I, I, I go, you know, as far out from Texas, to Oklahoma to, to Florida and New York. I, I need a, but outside of, of that, um, I, I, I still do, man. I, I buy, I'm a lure. My wife has no much, no idea how much money I spent on lures during the first game <laughs> earlier today when you and I were texting back. <laughs> um, but I, I would definitely put, definitely put a hula grub. Uh, at the top of it, you know, an old school lure that I still throw. It, hell, I do, you know, two or three shows a year. I still still throw a tube from one foot of water out to to, to fifty feet of water. I, I think a, a hula grub and a tube are are still very very throwback kind of forgotten lures to this day. Yeah, I got a buddy that still throws a hula grub. Like I remember, we went to Lake uh, Oh Clater Lake. And he threw that thing and right. Well, out whooped me on that. And and Clater Lake is known as a lake of you throw four to six pound test line and that's it because the fish are so pressured, you know, during the summer. And he right. just he was burning me up on it. And I brought me a few packs of them, but I still have never thrown them. But I got a few packs in a boat. Right. One day I want to throw them things. You know, it's gonna be. Yeah, tough. I found I found a bag of and and heck, I I don't as much as I used to, but you know. I back when I fished tons of tournaments back in the late '80s and early '90s, uh, all the way to 2000. I would take like a hula grub and 
take a toothpick and pick out flakes. I would get flakes out of it so it would dull. <laughs> like that stuff didn't mean yeah. anything. In my head, it did. Yeah. But I found that it's funny. I found that bag two weeks ago. You know, just an old, you know, clear Ziploc bag. I'm like, my gosh, that was from. Literally, man, that stuff was like 25 to 30 years ago, and I, I, I hid it from myself. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good stuff, man. Um, I want to go over the 2023 elite season. I mean, got a really good schedule for, you know, for this coming up season. Is there any yeah. lakes that, that stick out that, that you are like, man, this is going to be the big event? This is this one's going to be the best of the year. You, have you seen, I mean, it's hard to determine that because you don't know what the weather's going to be before you get there, but you know, like <laughs> up North, I mean, it was a slug fest this year. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all, but it always is, you yeah. know, whenever, you know, whenever, you know, the, the and that's going to look, that's going to catch up that listen, that, that going to, to, you know, St. Lawrence river and Lake Ontario. And that's the body of water that that's probably, I spent more great lakes time in New York, than I have outside of my door, you know, St. Clair, St. Clair is not a great lake, but it is, but Erie and Lake Michigan, where I live, I spent more time in, in, on Lake Ontario and the Thousand Islands area because of its diversity. You know, it it taught you how to be a really good shallow water angler when I was in my early twenties. And it, and it taught you, especially when zebra mussels came, it taught you how to be a, a good deep water fisherman, but listen, it's gonna it, it's gonna catch up. Those yeah. fish, notorious. It's why I tape two shows there a year. Those fish are not smart. Yeah, they're dumb. They're, they're <laughs> like I, like I would look at the crew and I'd be like, dude, there could be eight foot waves. We're gonna get a show in three hours, right? <laughs> the I, when I went back, I went back um, in August this year, and it they're getting smart. Where Look, man, it didn't matter if you have boulder and, and there are there are magic, magic boulders there that are, you know, the size of your truck. Okay. Five years ago, if there's 15 smallmouth on that, that boulder, whether it's in eight foot of water or it's out in 28 feet of water, if there's 15 big ones on it, you're gonna catch a dozen of them. Dude, you catch like one now. Okay. <laughs> And it's yeah. funny, I, it, I was talking with Taku before the season was announced. I don't talk to the guys about when that season gets announced, I don't talk to them about bodies of water, but I was talking to Taku before the season got, the schedule came out. And I, I saw one boat out there like 30 miles out into the lake and it was Taku. And I, I went by him, I was taping my show and he came to the house and we were, we were hanging out and I said, Taku? Was smallmouth hard to catch this year? Oh, Zona, so hard. So, 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 so smart. And I knew when he said that, even though that place is gigantic, you can look, dude, you know this. You can look at a schedule and there's a tournament there after a tournament, after a tournament, after a tournament. I remember, and I don't want to go on about this, but I remember when I would go there and tape Zona shows in August or September 10, 15, 20 years ago, Dude, I wouldn't see two or three boats in a week. I saw hundreds a day, and there was no tournament there during the week. Yeah. You can only 
you can only spank a dog so long before that dog is going to move on and not be around you. Um, and I saw that they were, now there's still places they're dumb out there, but you had to burn a lot of gas to get to yeah. them. So. Yeah. And well, like, I did not answer a single thing that you, I, well, I, of, of the schedule, of the schedule, um, I think the most unique one we're going to have this year is the Santee Cooper one being so much later than we, the, the other, you know, the other obvious one in there, the Seminole tournament's going to yeah. be a, a, a beat down. I, I've spent time on Seminole that time of year. And that's going to be a re well, it's going to be good. Okay. How good depends on mother. It, that That's cliche yeah. because that matters in every single one of them. It really, really matters in that one. Yeah. Um, but I think the Santee Cooper one, it, it's strange that, that you bring that up because I always, this time of year, even though my focus starts to get on the classic and get on Knoxville where we're going, we still have two tournaments two tournaments before that being Okeechobee and Seminole. Um, but if you look at, if you look at the schedule as a whole, so I'll throw out kind of the X factor of, of, of that Santee Seminole and, and the, the lay will be interesting, but, but here's, if you look at the time of year of the first six events, okay. And then you look at the transition after that, usually we only have, two Northern tournaments, we, we, a, a Champlain and a St. Lawrence or a St. Lawrence and a St. Clair this year. So we, we, we have three true Northern events. And if you look at the six prior and, and, and Such does this all, all to me all the time, he always wants me to pick a, you know, it's like somebody picking the Super Bowl winner of next year, not that right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to have to be, looking at the first six events, a really, really number one good shallow water angler. It's going to have to be somebody that is pretty efficient around grass, heavy cover. You know, you know the guys that stick out that are able to drop that and, and put three really good northern events under their belt. The, the, to me, the, the two that stick out immediately would be Polinick Christie. Those are the, the two. And, and, and I know that's low hanging fruit, but out of those two, I would put my money on Christie just because of, I think we're going to have a lot of tournaments in his wheelhouse to start. Christie has done really well in small mouth tournaments. So, yeah. Yeah. I think he's always him and Polinick are always going to be the ones that are, you're going to have to watch. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. In, in all events. Um, Gerald the schedule, the schedule, the schedule sets up very, very well for Hackney too. Very, yeah. very well. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was really excited when he came back and you just didn't hear came back from where, what, when he came back from his other, his other stuff, his other series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He went on back to the real man's league. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm just I, didn't say, I, didn't <laughs> I, I did. I'm just kidding. Though. You know, it, it, uh, it, uh, that was an interesting time in, in, in bass fishing. I honestly, I don't, I don't pay much attention to it anymore. It's yeah. kind of become a little bit 
I don't want, it will sound wrong, but it's become kind of laughable in a lot of ways. Um, but you, you, it, it uh, I, I, let me just put it, this. I'm very happy. The guys that truly went through the opens, the Hackneys, Christie's, and that's nothing against Polinick or Swindle who, who got a legends exemption. Um, but the guys that went, fought their, their, their way, fought their ass through the opens. I have a, a very, very big amount of respect for that. Cause I know there's a lot of other guys that are, that I, I, and that's not rumor. I know there's a lot of other guys that want to do that, that are just scared to do that. And I get that side of it too. I get yeah. that side of it too. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely gonna be tougher now for them guys, but you know, and, and I know you don't know much about the open stuff, but the guys that you're going to get, not saying you didn't get the cream of the crop, but for sure now the guys that come through the opens are going to be yeah. on that level. You know what I mean? They're, and should they're awesome. be. Yeah. I, I, I was one of the, the guys in the meetings, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i piss off friends that are watching this, but I've said this to I don't think – I've never thought three tournaments – should qualify you into the class or to the elite series. I've never thought that Yeah. Be, be, for the simple fact that, you know, this, you can get on a little hot streak in your region. Yeah. Right now, all of a sudden you're traveling all over and you may not have been ready for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the way it is set up now, if you just said it, man, you said it, John, if, if you qualify now, you're, you're pretty dang ready. Yeah. I, I know just we were going to try to get our feet wet this year at the Bugs Island event. And mm-hmm. we signed up as boaters, me and my, my business partner. And I think we were we were all the way down to like 23rd on the list or something. We're, we're still sitting at 17th for the last three weeks. Like, we're not going to get in as a boater. You know what I mean? Like, so we're going to have to go in as a co-angler. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's got to be something right at the end to drop. You right. Know? So, but – but it's like that everywhere. Like it's, it was 175 guys. I think that's what it was. 175 guys or something like that, that signed up for all nine events. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's a lot of money out of 170 guys, 75 guys to do that. That's a lot. of Yes. That's the, you stole the word right there. It's, that's a huge commitment. Um, and, and most of all, it's a commitment that from, 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 our side, production side, and tournament side, you know the people that will be coming in. That they're they are the they're the committed ones. You know they're the ones that that will earn it to be there, for lack of a better word. Um, it, it'll be you know it, it's it's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I think about this now. I've done this so long with Sanders and and Davey and, and the whole crew. Um, it, uh, I, I wish I was still doing it 10 years from now, 15 years from now to see where it goes. Will I be doing it then? No, 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 no. I will be in South Texas by then, but it's, it's, uh, it's been awesome. It's been such a, a roller coaster through the last, you know, it's been, you know, uh, almost half of my life that I've covered that organization and uh, it's in a good place. As you just said, in a, in a roundabout, it, it's been a uh, it, bass is in a really good place right now. The most, and I loved my early years, man. I loved certain tournaments back from, you know, 
the the mid 2000s but the, really and i mean this the last four years of covering bass has been the most fun i have had covering a lot of the new anglers uh and watching them go this way it, it has exponentially been the most fun i've had cover calling tournaments with, with tommy yeah yeah it's yeah. I, bass has really stepped it up i, I really enjoy following it you know the live coverage the some tournaments can be boring and you guys have said it on there before sometimes you're just like are these guys ever going to catch anything you know or having the camera in the right angler's boat you know it's just sometimes it's luck of the draw but right. um but you, it is fun it's still i fun. know those tournaments you speak of yeah. i was i was sitting there <laughs> you're like my god we're, we're gonna see I, hey listen what's funny is you know i wish we could air the the crap that we say during commercial break <laughs> i really do yeah there was one time back in the first days of Bassmaster live i know our mics were hot and somebody sent a, a message to bass Wow, the commentary during the commercial break is better than the commentary. <laughs> but but look, you're you're gonna have though. You know, here's what's funny is is every time that we've gone to the Sabine, I'm the first one that bitches before we get there because it's hard. It's yeah. hard. You know, you're you're carrying seven eight hours a day. Um, I remember saying this. I might have been the last time we were there. I remember saying to Sanders. I got, it was so more, it was not there. I don't know, but I said, Tommy, you got to be killed by one of these uh, horror flick killers. You got to be killed by Freddy Krueger, Jason from Friday the 13th or Michael Myers. And his producers in my ear, he's like, don't go there, right? Don't do this. Don't, I said, no, no, I'm doing, I said it out loud. I said, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And here's the best part. Tommy answered it. Like he was, he was that. But what's funny about those, those, grinders um is they they end up close at the end which yeah. creates you know no matter what goofballs like you and i will still tune in just to see who wins the thing but it is at times painful getting to that point i, I will tell you I, I looked at the scorpion i looked at karen last year one of the hardest tournaments i've ever called in 20 years was Oahe last year. Oh, yeah. It was just a hard, and they were catching them, but every single look, and I'm, I, goes back to what I was talking about, talking about live technology. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's painful, painful to watch. Yeah. Painful. <laughs> okay. And the problem with that was, so, the top 10 anglers going into the final day. Now, mind you, we had already covered 30 anglers. They're all doing the same thing. Tommy, let's go from Chris Johnston over to Austin Felix right now, doing the same exact thing that Chris was doing and that Seth was doing. That. It, there was no, it, to me, the tournaments that don't have a lot of diversity, when you have, look, I can handle, I can handle a total sight fish and slug fest because you're, you know what you're going to see. You're going to see six to ten pounders, high fives, and fireworks. But those are also hard tournaments because you have to pick out the little things. What what makes Drew Cook win? You know what I mean? What why? You know, the, I'm okay with that. But looking at a dude, all ten dudes 
staring at their screen. And and here's what I've I've had this talk with people whenever a cameraman, because I've caught myself doing this when I'm hosting a Zona show, when I'm staring at a live unit, okay, and sometimes I forget I'm actually hosting the show and I might have to speak, (laughs) right? (laughs) And my camera guy's talking to me. It's almost like when you're texting, right? You're sitting there texting and someone asks you a question. You're like, oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. And, and, that, and that, that is what it's like when somebody is staring at the screen yeah, of, of their life. They're very they're focused. focused. They're focused and very boring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to name drop here. Unnecessary name drop. Um, De- Danny Brower and I are, are, we're pretty close buds. We, we, we used to fight a lot when I covered him and he was, was at first a hero of mine. Then he was a nemesis of mine. He was just a, he was, he was, he was hard to cover. He was in, he was in the, he was in the moment, man. He's in yeah. it for every year I covered him. And I was a smart ass kid that went <laughs> When I realized we weren't buddies, then I really wanted to poke, poke the bear, right? Um, but but we we be, you know it's funny when he retired, we became very close, and it was during that tournament on Hawaii, and he goes, "You are really struggling with this, aren't you, right now?" I said, "You have no, I can't say the exact words, but I said you have no." And it, that it's weird. You'll 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 always. And some of them, like that one was kind of unforeseen that it was going to be that hard to, to cover. Um, a lot of ones that you think may be really good ones to call and, and weren't. And then there's some that you're like, oh, this this one might, might suck. And then they're the best ones of the year. So it's it, it's always, always different and very hard to predict what live ones are going to be phenomenal and which ones are you know just a typical tournament yeah uh got a couple questions here i want to get to one that just came in though because because it's what we're talking about right now uh eddie jason would help if all the units had video output like the hummingbird apex units have like where people i guess you could sit in a corner of the screen and watch watching what they're doing but i don't think no pro is going to want that eddie j are you in our production meetings eddie j Here's the problem with that, and I and I and and it's a it's a it's a legitimate number one to me. You remember you remember the World Series of Poker on ESPN back in the day, right? And they had that card camera, okay, where you could see the cards that the player had. Okay, that changed the viewership from a couple hundred thousand into the millions, the card camera. I think what Eddie J just said right there would 1 million percent change the viewership of fishing tournaments as we know it, okay? Here's the problem with that is what you just said. Number one, if that angler is not on that manufacturer of that depth finder's payroll, you know what he's going to say? Hey, how about no? Yeah. Let's start with no. And then there are obviously really, sorry, uh, there are really, really good live technology fishermen, both organizations, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. They live by it. Yeah. You, think they, you think they want people seeing what they're doing right now? Because 
every one of them is dominating yeah. both both organizations. You put a camera on that unit, he is going to crack the back of that cameraman's skull. <laughs> yeah. It it, yeah. it would have to take a very, very big um collaborative group of anglers, which will never happen. Um, <laughs> working together will never happen. Yeah. Uh, not not as long as I'm in this industry. I've been in those meetings. Cannot work well together. We cannot work with others. Um, they would all have to come together and either say we're all in on this or we're not. Um, you know I, I what what Eddie J just said though. If that day comes, it would be one of the most interesting things you would ever see, I think, in bass fishing. Yeah, it definitely yeah. changed, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bob Risky says, uh, who uh, most excited to watch at the Classic this year? Bob Risky says, who am I excited? I will go back to the two anglers that I brought up. I think, I, look, I know that Gussie won fishing smallmouth in between Loudon and Pelico in the Elite Series event, kind of a, hard to ever see that happen there again. It, it just is. Yeah. Because where he did it is where that something like that, I'm not going to say fluky, but he got on something all by himself. Um, is that going to happen again? No, because I think probably every local has throttled that lake doing that. Loudon and Telico are still, even though they call it a lake, it's still a river. And we're going there in the spring of the year where you could have pretty good color, pretty good, you know, flow. You To me, you look, two things. Who's going to excel in those situations? Shallow water could be a little bit dirty. Um, you look at a, a Christie, you look at a Hackney. Who, mm -hmm. who can handle the pressure of the Classic? in conjunction with probably the way that that body of water is going to fish, those two would be the one. And if I had to pick out of both of those, um, I think Hackney has to win a classic in his lifetime. Yeah. I think he know. I think he knows that. Um, he would be the only one to win angler of the year, uh, Bassmaster classic FLW cup and FLW angler of the year ever. Nobody's ever done all four. Uh, I, 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 I think he knows he's only got so many more shots at the end zone. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go, maybe it's sentimental just because him and I party together. I don't know. Oh yeah. So yeah. who knows? Buddies, might be so. that too. Might yeah. be that too. Well, I think, I think you're right there. And I think, um, Jason Christie is going to be a hard one to beat now because he's got that one under his belt. Yeah. That pressure's off. Agreed. And I think that he's going to be a hard one now because he, it's he's got it. He's won it. So now yes. the nerve is gone. I mean, you'll still you'll still have that nerve. Day day three, you'll still have that nerve. You got a chance of winning again. Yeah, you know what's strange about the Christie thing, though, and 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 again, I I, I we I do we try to stay very unbiased. Yeah, Jason and Greg are they are they're 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 buddies of mine. They're buddies of mine outside of bass fishing and. Really, I, this is, I did say this in the broadcast of that tournament last year. If you really look at the story of 
Christie the last, thank you, of the last couple years, it's so improbable. It's so like you couldn't write it. Yeah. He leaves for his field trip, okay, after losing the classic at Lake Hartwell, okay, that he should have won. Dude, he should have won that tournament. Just is what it is, what happened. Leaves, goes on the field trip, requalifies the first year he gets in the opens, come back, comes back to Bass, wins an elite series, then goes back to the lake. Back to the lake he should have won the Bassmaster Classic on and wins it. Dude, that's like <laughs> a, a Shawshank Redemption movie. Like at the end, you're like, did that really happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we could have went anywhere. We could have went to Fort Loudoun. We could have went to Gunnersville. We could have went to Grand Lake, whatever. Well, Grand Lake, he almost won there too. But you see what I'm saying? For yeah. for and and I guess the, the point I was gonna make is it was so the odds were so astronomically against him for that to come together like that you almost could see it happening again this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah you could see it. We've had repeat winners for the last several years of a classic. You know what I mean? Like, Right. It's It's been crazy. But uh, let's get to another question. Uh, Scott Butcher wants to know, what angler is going to have a breakout year this year? Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, breakout year this year year and what you know what i would do more again again is i would look i I look at the schedule and who it would favor for and 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 this angler has one heck he won last year but as a full body of work um i think i think lee livesey is somebody that is capable of a run of a run i think the nemesis for lee is when he comes up where I live. But if you look at those first six events, there's six events, dude, Lee's a hammer. Everybody knows him as, as Lake Fork Lee Livesey. You should know him as that. He's a Texas man. He's a Texas man, but Lee Livesey is, is a, is a hammer. If he could put that piece into the puzzle uh, of smallmouth. I think I think Lee's going to be a handful the first six tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. He's a good angler. He's I've really been following him uh, with his YouTube channel. He started and he's he he stays with a good group of guys too. Yes, with Caleb Summerall and yes, uh, Marty Robertson and and all them all them guys. You know, like it just. I'm a I'm gonna throw one more. I'm gonna throw one more now. Now my my, my brain's on this now. From your area. If you look at the schedule this year, Peroznik's going to be a handful. Yeah. Peroznik is a guy that should hold an Angler of the Year trophy. Yeah. He's that. Yellow water fisherman. For, dude, he's friggin' one of the finest smallmouth fishermen in that field. He yeah. really is. Um, And it just, you know, it's interesting because he was, he was dominant. He was very consistent on the elite series. When he went on the field trip, he won hundreds of thousands of dollars and left 
the field trip and came back to bass, you just feel like uh, he he's an angler. If he gets on a on a ride, that he could he could boat race the field, and and take a lot of especially with the bodies of water and the diversity that we're going to see this year. I'm gonna th- I hate to I'm I'm gonna throw Livesey to the side and I'm going with Peroznik breakout year. Yeah, Uh-oh. we're gonna see. We're gonna hold you to it. We're gonna hold you to it. (laughs) We're gonna get two more questions, and I just want to ask you one more question for because we've gone way further than I wanted to, you know, because I know that um, you you just got back and you don't have you didn't have a lot of time. She's staring at me. I know. I'm sorry. There she is, right there. There she is. is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You put me on the spot now. Now I got to hurry up. Um, Got another question here. Uh, Mark wanted to know who was the goat back in the day when you were a kid growing up watching bass fishing tournaments. No doubt, one guy. It's weird. He fishes bass this year. The one guy is Larry Nixon. If without Larry Nixon, uh, I'm not doing what I. What, I'm not in this industry. I remember living on the south side of Chicago, watching when Larry Nixon won on the Ohio River. I want to say it was '83. I was 10 years old at the time, and I looked at my parents and I said, I- I'm going to do something in bass fishing. And my dad's like, no, you know, you're not. You'll be. No, you're not doing that. Yeah. And he goes, what are we watching right now? <laughs> right? Yeah. Just, he still he still does that. <laughs> I think your dad and my dad were brothers because I'm kind of like dad. I mean, the whole time I was growing up, I'm like, man, I'm going to make it in the fishing industry one day. And he was like, it's hard, man. I don't think it's it's really tough. I think I just work on your career. I took my dad, I'll be fast. I took my dad to uh, one an event 15, 16, 17 years ago on Lake Amistad. And we, Tommy and I covered the event, took my dad out to dinner. He looked at Tommy and I, and he goes like this, y'all get paid for this, huh? <laughs> Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Anyway, uh, Larry well, Nixon, la- la- by, by far, and, and, and Larry knows it. I've I've talked to him about it, and uh, he's going to come on his own a show this year. Um, he's a uh, he's he was a driving. I don't know why. I, you know, I, Larry's just a Larry's a normal dude. He's a he's a wickedly good bass fisherman. Um, but he's just somebody like growing up. I'm like that dude right there. And that's no offense to. I actually had to do an interview about this. Why? Why did I? Why did? Larry Nixon do that, and Rick Clun didn't. I said because I wanted to see Rick Clun lose, I, and I hate saying that. You know, <laughs> like Rick's yeah. a friend now. But yeah, it, it uh, Larry Nixon was was like he was he was the dude. He was yeah. you know he was the Walter Payton. All right, last question here is uh, when are we going to see Zona Milliken in the boat together? That conversation has has to be happening already. I, he had trick fishing. He has, uh, he has contacted me, uh, and, and one of these days we'll, we'll probably do that. It, uh, I I have a lot of respect for what he's done. You know, that's a, that's a hard gig, man, to grab a bunch of GoPros to start. I think he's, I think he's from Nebraska, um, and say, I'm a, I'm a, pull all the roots and I'm going to move down to Texas. Yeah. Number one, Texas is not all that welcoming to you to say, Hey, <laughs> welcome. Come on in, fish all our lakes, do some YouTube video. No, yeah, they don't like that. Mm-mm. Um, 
I, 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 I trust me. I know I'm in Texas. A lot. <laughs> um, it, uh, th that day will come though. It, it, uh, I, again, I have a lot of respect for, for so many of, especially what he did, because I remember, um, that's kind of when YouTubers were frenzy, you know, sharks in a pool and I don't know, they all like make fun of each other and then they're all hugging. It's weird. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, it it's a weird dynamic. It's something I don't understand, but he kind of has done his own gig, his own way, uh, and that I do respect. So hopefully yeah. that day I'll... Dude, if he wants to take me to them spots where he catches five that weigh 50 pounds, man, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. Call me up. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't burn them before I get there. That's right. That's right. Um, real quick before we let you go, um, I wanted to cover a little bit more, but we got the question. So, and I, I'm thankful for all the questions we've gotten, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, I want three baits because I want to do some wintertime fishing. Three baits. What are your top three baits? Let's say we're mid United States. We're Tennessee, Virginia, North this, Carolina. Right now. Like right yeah. now. Yeah, right now. What is your three top baits that you're going to have tied on? Very easy. I had all three tied on the other day. <laughs> uh, a three ace ounce, Demiki head, uh, baby Z2, period. Smoky Shad, that just go to work with that. Number two would be a 3.25 uh, Rage Swimmer on a 5.16 sounds ball head. Number three, three-quarter ounce tour grade football jig, color green pumpkin craw, baby Rage Menace trailer. Does not have a lot of action. Subtle cold water jig. Those are the three I would have tied on because I had them tied on. And I'm going to somehow go fishing again before the Elite Series begins down in Tennessee. And those are the only three baits I would throw. Awesome. I really appreciate that answer. Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time with us tonight, man. I know we said 30 minutes, and here we are. Well, how long were we? We're Josh, eight. come on, man. The case I'm sorry, man. I, what quarter are we in? Is it, it fourth quarter like, now? I don't know. I turned it off because I would have just stared. Oh, my God. Right man, now. you're killing me. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, look forward to seeing you down at the Classic. I always try to get there behind you guys when you're all filming and doing something crazy sometimes, but I don't think I ever make it on the show. So. Let me give you – hold on. Before I leave, let me give you a story that happened at the Classic last year. True story. True story. We are at a commercial break. Johnny Morris came – you know, they, they, ha they have the Classic roped off, right? Yeah. This is a true story. I have a picture on my phone of this. It's roped off. Johnny comes under the rope, the barrier, runs to the set to give me a hug, and the set manager attacks him because she thought he was a nutbag fan. <laughs> and I screamed out loud. I said, I said loud. I said, no. So she thought I meant no, stay away to this dude. So she and goes hard, dude. And she she's a she's a beast. I mean, full blown muscles, cardio, right? She bear hugs him, puts his hands behind Johnny Moore. This is dead serious. Puts his hands behind his back and puts him against the ulterior stage. It was like the best thirty seconds ever. Like the dynamic that was going on, you could not have made up. You know yeah. what I mean? And you got to keep a straight face when you go live. You know what I mean? Like. Well, then I just pulled him up on, it was funny. I pulled him up on the set. I said, Johnny, join us, join us on live. And he joins us. Hey, how you doing? You know, thanks for having us. Good <laughs> tournament. And he goes just like this. 
Okay, I'm done. We're live, dude, on Fox. He goes, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and he just gets up and walks <laughs> Anyway, seriously, thank you for having me on. Come yeah, say man. hi at the Classic. I appreciate it, man. See you, buddy. Right, thank guys. you. Thank you. All right, that was a fun, fun show. I'm sorry about the internet connections. I don't know what we got going on. I don't know if it's my internet, Chris, or your internet, or I don't know. But it was just dropping there a couple of times. So oh, I never dropped on mine. Oh, really? It no. was it was showing like loading on mine. It was me and Zona, but your screen wasn't there, so I, I, I couldn't tell. But anyways, I hope no. everybody got the. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. So, um, but I appreciate all the question, guys. Really love it when we get a lot of questions on. Uh, I wish we could have got to more. Me and Mark talked earlier. Uh, was you know he's like man I just got back in from filming can I just get thirty minutes tonight I hate to do that but I just can get thirty minutes I was like yeah yeah and here we are at nine o'clock so <laughs> we got an hour but um said he couldn't tell it down here in the mountains of Florida <laughs> yeah, yeah big old tall heels you got down there but no I, it was fun man that was a really fun show the last show that we did with Mark I think that was um. Man, that's been several years ago, Chris. Because I was think I was still doing them here uh, in my kitchen when I had Mark on on my laptop, uh, and those were the other place you lived. No, it was here. I remember no. it was here because we didn't oh, okay. have we didn't have the studio, the first studio set up in the oh, studio. Okay. We had our other one. So, uh, well, I didn't, we didn't have nothing. We had the kitchen table. That's what I had, and uh, it, we were just doing the um, live. Um, I think it was just the sound. I don't know. I don't even know if it was. I can't remember how we was doing it. But anyways, I remember having them all, and uh, it was a good show, fun show. And it's Mark so easy to talk to because he's so full of life, man. He's got so many stories, and he's he's an announcer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he knows how to carry on a conversation and keep it going. And I really appreciate it. Scott had a couple more questions. I wish I could have got to them all. I'm, pre- I'm sorry about that, Scott. Um, there's a few. I think it was a couple other questions that came in. Uh, great show, guys. Augusta County and Fishing Expo, February 11th, 12th. We were really wanting to make that. The problem is, is we're my wife has planned something for me for my birthday that weekend. So I'm um, not going to be able to do the uh, fishing expo then. But um, we definitely maybe one day plan on getting back into doing some more expo setups. And I'd really like to do the Richmond one. But we'll get into that here in just a little while. That's the reason why we really haven't done it. But <clears throat> um but anyways, no, fun fun having Mark on. I can't wait to see him down to Classic again. I'm excited to get down there for the kayak championship, you know, and and get down there and fish Chickamauga. I've been doing my research and a lot of homework. Um, but, you know, like Mark talked about earlier, there's for the Elite Series, there's two events before that, and that's the same thing with us. We got Gunnersville before that, and it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, I, I want to win the Classic. You know, you want to do well there. But yeah, I got to do my time and my study for Gunnersville as well. So I'm just trying to like juggle both of it, and um, because Gunnersville isn't, but I mean the classic isn't, but like two weeks after, yeah. or a week and a half after, or something like that, you know. So it ain't a lot of time prep time between then with us, you know, our business and all that too as well. So, anyways, um, I really appreciate Mark coming on again. Like I say, guys, and if you have, if you're here, still here, please hit the thumbs up, share, share the video, uh, and also. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We got some more videos. We'll be coming on regular one objective channel soon um, with a few products for our release here soon. Um, and then, like I say, we got some fishing videos on one objective outdoors that we're going to be uh, pushing this week. So excited about that. They are short videos. I ain't going to lie. Like, man, it's been a grind. It's been a grind. 
Yeah, that's what I should just turn them into and not even do a YouTube video. But it's a vlog, man. I think people like to see you struggle a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to go in there and watch. I mean, it is nice to watch. Like Milliken, for instance, you go in there and you watch him catch 50 pounds out of five fish or something. You know, that's cool. But you also want to see the grinds. You know what I mean? You want to see the days that people are grinding and, uh, and and going week after week and then finally start improving, you know, and start figuring them out. So, And I think that it's coming – this time of the year is never really my really strong suit. I can catch them, but it's always been hit and miss, and I'm always trying to get better at it. But um, just time on the water, and I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to get more time on the water before I even go to any of these kayak events this year. So, and during, you know, we got summertime. We got the Ranger. We're going to be out there doing some night tournaments here soon, Chris. Me and you. Oh, yeah. Like old times. Yeah, yeah old, old time days. Um, let's talk a little bit about the fish next year. I want to show you something that I was able to pick up. I wish Chris was able to get one. We didn't didn't think about it when we was doing everything, but I ended up getting the old Chad Chad, man. Oh, yeah. These dudes. Oh, shit. Maybe if I remember. <laughs> Got the old Chad Chad. Super excited about that. Um, the only color they had. From what I understand, it's the only color that's out right now. I don't know. So, still in the package. Upside down. Oh, did I have upside down? Yeah. Was, was that good? It's still upside down. Really? Turn it over. No, it's no, turn right. it, turn it, turn it over. There you, yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, I'll Chad, just that way. Well, I can't see where Chad Chad is yeah. upside down. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Chad, Chad Chad. Oh, they put it in the package backwards. Never well, mind. I probably did because I took it out looking at it last night, oh, okay. admiring it. You know what I mean? Acting like if I was a fish, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh. <laughs> We got some good scores on some baits from Bass Pro and Green Top. That's where we did most of our shopping. I don't, did you? We didn't buy nothing at the expo, did we? No, no we didn't get nothing. Oh no, I'll take it back. We did get some profound baits uh, from Timmy Horton and them. Yeah, so, you and James, I didn't buy nothing. Yeah, yeah, we got just some top water stuff. I, I love their poppers and and all that. So, uh, we, so that bait really that. hasn't come out yet. The Chad Shed, technically. Yeah, no, it's just it's, like just now coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they just got them and we're starting to release them. So, yeah. but a uh, couple a uh, couple things I just want to address, uh, and I'm not going to go too deep into this right now because I don't know what um, the what the rules are going to be like for bass this year. And, you know, Hobie come out with their um, rule release and and their you know I'm not going to go deep into their rules because I haven't really read into all of them. I'd like to get the paperwork and just read it. You know, we're not fishing on the Hobie stuff this year. No, nothing towards them or not that we didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, but just, I don't, we're just going to fish bass this year. I, I'm focusing more time on trying to do a little more family time this year. So we're just doing one series. And then I, I want to get my son into some of these night tournaments as well, like these Friday nighters and stuff. So, um, and then, and, and hopefully my daughter, maybe my daughter will get involved with them as well. But, um, but I did want to go over just a little bit. I seen, man, you know, I've seen some comments that people have made that have gotten really, really butthurt uh, about some of this stuff that's going on with the rule changes. And it seems like the biggest one, the biggest complaint I have seen is the designated ramps. And uh, yeah, Craig, I'm sorry, buddy. We it's kind of spur of the moment thing. We just went up. We got up here super early. And then we went and was just kind of doing a thing with the family stuff, just kind of spurred a moment. So I do apologize for that. But, um, but anyways, the, the biggest thing was like, it seemed like a lot of people was complaining about was the uh, pre-approved ramps. 
for the Hobie stuff. And there was some comments about people getting upset because they got their butt whooped in a, uh, a crescent and, you know, this and that. And, man, I, I've been in this game long enough. Chris, me and you've been up there to the lake and seen some of the biggest pile of junk boats with people. Ain't right. got no carpet. Boat looked like it'd been sitting in the in the side outside in the freaking for 30 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Old Johnson Motor and them old guys will come in and win. You know, it's it's it don't matter about the boat. It don't matter. Nobody, I don't think nobody's upset that nobody you know, Drew Gregory pretty much whipped everybody's ass in a crescent. You know what I mean? Like that's that don't bother me. I could care less about it. To be honest with you, I, as long as the rules are the same for everybody, it really doesn't bother me. Uh, I know for a fact that I cannot get to some of those spots that he got into with my boat. I got to put it in with a trailer. You know, it's so heavy. Not unless I use the links or the Outback, which we got. We could use those. We just, me and James have always fished big water and, and big boats. You know what I mean? So that is our strong suit. So for, for them to do designated ramps, it really doesn't bother me. Like, but I, I understand where some of these guys are coming from. They love getting back here in this water that a lot of people ain't, that a lot of people ain't getting to, you know? That's kind of the fun part of being in a kayak, right? I mean, yeah. you, you want to fish stuff that big boats can't get to. And I understand that. Uh, and we don't know what the extent is of these pre-approved ramps, you know. But I do think there needs to be some kind of limitation on how far up these creeks you can go. When you're 20 and 30 miles up a creek, you're not in that same, basically, body of water anymore. You know what I mean? And people can argue, well, you know, you got creeks that dump in all over this lake. You know, that's why... You got all these coves and this and that, and but how? What's the limit? You go five miles. Is that the, is that the limit? You know what I mean. But then, where do you judge? Do you do it where the creek dumps in? You know what I mean, like that area. Yeah. Uh, so many variables, man, that you could gray line it. And I think what they're doing there is they're just trying to knock out the the gray lines, the the stuff that people can kind of get around, you know. And that's just basically where we're at. And it's on us for having a kayak. It's so big that you got a trailer. That's not drew Gregory's. That's not Russ Snyder's. That's no one else's fault. You know what I mean? Um, but I do think that there had to be some kind of limitation. Hell, at least we're not blasting off at the same ramp. Oh yeah. I mean, that could be a cluster frig all day long, but I mean, it could be wild too. You know what I mean? Like you're going to see who's going to get it done. But you know, if you look back, yeah, drew Gregory, won a lot of those tournaments getting in those spots it's hard to get but if you look at some of these other events that um some of these other guys and girls have done good on i mean they're out there putting into the regular ramps fishing the main channel you know what i mean the main lake or the main creeks of the lake shall i say so i think that in my opinion i think it's a good thing i know some people don't like it and i can understand and i'm not here to agree or disagree i just for my opinion I think it's good. I think we need to have some kind of shutoff to where if you're putting in the back of a creek, you go up as far as, as time will allow you, you know, or as far as the creek will allow you um, and go from there. You know what I mean? Cause you're, cause that's kind of like, you know, really that's what a bass boat does. I mean, we've shot up in some tight stuff, man. I've been in some Federation tournaments with co-anglers. that have shot up in some, <laughs> some stuff that, that's like kayak water, you know? So, yeah. I mean, they'll do it. They'll do it. So, um, but, but yeah, that was kind of my biggest thing. I just want to discuss with that tonight was like, I just want to give my take on it. Cause I've had people ask, 
um, what do we think about it? And, and you know, and, and Hobie, for instance, they're increasing their entry fee. I think it's a good thing. My opinion, I think what Hobie and Bass have right now is really good. I think what needs to happen is there still needs to be a series that is, you know, like right now we're doing um, the top three out of five events or the top four out of six events or, you know, that's not word for word how it is in these events, but that's very similar how they're doing it. I don't like, I don't like the drops, but I know they're doing it because it's a work kind of like a working man series. Um, but I think we need to have that pro series. These people that do really well in these that fish every single one of them. I bet you, if you put an entry fee at a thousand dollars and have some good amount of sponsors and you got the, the entry fees there and you got to, let's say you got, the top 100 of this, and you make it into a full-fledged, basically professional kayak series, I think, you know, the $295, if you, well, look at it, if you can't afford the $295 entry fee, kick back and go and fish the club stuff for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, because if you're already struggling with going and fishing that, it's not for you because, if you're not on your game or what these people will knock your teeth in. Believe me, I know I, we fished both series and on the Hobie side, we did, we got our, we got our teeth knocked in. I don't know what it was. We just could not do well, but we fished against some of the same people in the bass stuff and could do okay. Just, it was just the events. You know what I mean? They wasn't lining up. Um, I, I was happy with, uh, Oh shoot. What was the one? Uh, when it was it Winnipesaukee? It was Hobie. I can't remember if that was Hobie or bass. And then, uh, that was, that was uh, Hobie. Uh, and then we had Wolf and Fox, which was Hobie. We did okay in those. But, man, Darlin, we got our teeth knocked in bad. So, anyways. Um, but, I mean, you know, I mean, these guys like teeth in. If you, if you, it's good to go fish one or two of them if you're just trying to get into it. But I would definitely start at the club level, see if you're ready to go and fish these other ones. And then that way you can put the money down and, and know that you got a chance at winning these things against these these people because they're tough. A lot of them are tough. I'm gonna say a good I'm gonna say a good 30 of them on a regular. You know what I mean? People go in and who who's the most you're worried about? Most of the time I'm not really worried about one person in, in general at all. I'm just worried of going into trying to catch five good fish. But it's always 30 of them that I could, you know, about name off, you know, that that you gotta worry about. It's just depending on the body of water you're on and what their strong suit is. You know what I mean? Um, Bob Brixie said they defend ramps. The defined ramps are a good thing for trails. Toby or Bass want to create a pro series that extends defined ramps to the public access. I can't compete with that with the little time off I have. The point you just made. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for a lot of people. I mean, for us, I mean, we got our own business. It's still tough. I mean, it's only two of us, so it's really tough for us to get away, you know, and shut down for a couple of days to go fish these things. But that's kind of what they're wanting is the people that are committed. And I think that you need something like that. So when people fish every event, I just, I don't know. I don't like drops. We did, we had that stuff in club tournaments and I hated it because God could have a killer year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, so you lose something. I think a guy that has a killer year all year long fishes every single one of them. I hate when you have to drop a tournament because sometimes it does hurt them. We always did uh, drop your worst, which they don't do at this. Well, they, I guess they kind of do. But when you win all of them, <laughs> we had a guy as a co-angler, man. He had a bunch of events that he did really well, and he dropped his worst one. And 
uh, it was it didn't go so well for him. And it, I, I, you would think it would, but when you put the numbers down and looked at it, it didn't work out so well for him. But in the Hobie and Bass, they're taking your best three. So you can fish all five events, and they're going to take your best ones. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, that's kind of my point. But, you know, like, I understand the entry fee going up. It, it pays. It helps pay out a little more, a few more spots. I know people are like, well, you know, it sucks getting a $250 check. Well, it does, but what you just basically did was get your entry fee back. Well, not on Hobie now, but if you went $295, you got your entry fee back. Granted, you spent a lot of money in gas and lodging and food, but now you got that money back to go towards your next event, you know? Yeah. So you just got to kind of look at that the aspect that way. But um, I, I do like the no communications with everyone regarding the fishing during tournament hours. I think that's great. I don't think no one should be able to call anyone unless you have an emergency or you got family calling you needing to talk about something, you know? Um, but when you're on the water and you're catching them like crazy and you're telling your buddy to come over there and fish with you or they're in this area, cause such and such over there is, you know, two or three of the leading guys are here and they're catching them. We're in the right spot. So you need to come over here. You know, I, I don't like that. I, I just, or you're catching them off a of buzz bait and your buddy's throwing a shaky head, and he ain't getting nothing, and you call him, hey, man, I'm catching him off buzz bait, and he starts, you know, doing good. I think it needs to be up to the anglers to make those decisions, not a buddy calling, you know what I mean? So uh, I think that's great, too. There's a few more rules, but once that rule list drops, I want I, we're going to go over it and, and talk about it, you know, and some things I really like. But I think the defined ramps for me, uh, the uh, I really like it, in my opinion. So, but uh, anywho. I don't think we got anything else to discuss, do we, Chris? No, I think so. It was good. It was a good show. I had a good time talking to Mark Zona. Um, like say, if you guys haven't yet, make sure you go check out waterlingco.com. Check out all their sunglasses. I love mine. Love my sunglasses. Um, I actually got – what was mine? I don't have them sitting down here. Um, mine was the green lens. What color did you get on yours, Chris? I can't remember. I can't remember what the name of the color was. It just, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but I had it right on my head, and then I just forgot it. But anyways, yeah. it was a green t- they got the blue, green, and then uh, they got like a grayish. A gray I think everybody got the green ones too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. James got the blue lens. I'll have the name. I'll get the names right next time. I'll write them down. I can't remember the names right off. Um, but super, super great company. Small company, and uh, but anyways, they reached out to us and wanted to come on board and work with us and and have enjoyed every minute of it. So just make sure you get there and uh, help support the channel because they support us. I want to support them. Um, just use promo code one objective to get 15% off. And uh, like I say, they got all kinds of different frames. I mean, they got a bunch of different frames. So depending on if you like some that wrap around your head really good, or if you just like them kind of sitting out there in your face, uh, then they got some of the ones I call them like the, the big goggle style. Oh yeah. Like the like the pit viper simulator, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they they got everything, man. So uh, make sure you go check them out. Also check out Missile Baits. You can check out Missile Baits either on their web their webpage missilebaits.com, or you can go to oneobjectivebf.com and check out uh, all our tackle that we have. And uh, we've had a lot of questions about our nav lights. Uh, if you haven't signed up for our email list, you can do that. Um, that way we kind of let everybody know the new products we got in stock or stuff we just got back in stock we've been out of stock for a while and our nav lights have been one of them um we got them in they're going fast so make sure you go check them out their 12 volt system you just wire them into your switch and uh they're bright and they work perfect on our mount so anybody that's you know want to put a bow mount on their kayak 
we got you hooked up because we got the lights. When you put your mount on, you lose your handle, right? So we got our handle on ours. We're pretty much a, one of the ones in the industry that's really perfected that right now. And uh, so now we have a, a full-fledged handle on our on our mount. So anybody that's been ordering from us, you know that's kind of one of our big top sellers. So, um, But anyways, guys, make sure you go check out OneObjectiveBF.com. Check out our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button on both on One Objective Outdoors and One Objective Bass Fishing. And also, if you're on iTunes, please give us a rating. Let us know what you think about the show. Hopefully, it's a good one. And uh, give us a five-star there if you don't mind. So other than that, we'll talk to you guys later. Y'all have a great, safe weekend or week. And uh, share some fish pictures with us. See you later, guys. Bye.